Welcome to Stacks and Stories, the podcast of the Mississippi Library Commission. On today's episode, Lacey chats with Amanda Necht of the Marshall County Library System. They talk about libraries going fine-free or issuing reduced fines, as well as Marshall County's Magnolia Card, a special fine-free card designated for children under 17 and vulnerable adults. Stay tuned. Welcome, everybody. I am joined today to talk about public libraries going fine-free or having fine-free library cards for certain segments of the population. And I'm joined today by Amanda Connect with the Marshall County Library System. Welcome, Amanda. To start things off, I'd really love to know, and I think our listeners would really like to know, what drew you to working in public libraries or just libraries in general? It's not a fancy or fun answer. It's just because I like to be organized. (laughs) Uh, I talked to a career counselor years ago and she suggested library school. So I was like, okay, I'll try that and see what happens. And I think a lot of us in public libraries kind of fall into it in one way or another. I know that was the case with me too. I kind of just fell into public libraries with a job and it really kind of just stuck. It wasn't something I had intended to do, but it did take me down that path. So I think I think you and I are in a, lar- in a large group of other librarians that we know are in that boat that we just kind of fell into it and have really enjoyed working in, a, in them. And it's funny because I never took any public classes in library school. So, mm-hmm. and I'm like, and here I am, I'm director of a public library, but you know, whatever. Yeah. And like, I wasn't a big reader in school. Like I always dreaded assigned reading and things like that, but I've yeah. learned to love to read over the years. And I really came into libraries through the other things that public libraries offer, like movies and programming and things like that. So yeah. other ways yeah. to get into libraries besides <laughs> just loving to read. So our discussion today is really about library fines, and I'd love to know your perspective on what you think um, the purpose of library fines are. I would say the main purpose is to get the books back, you know, or that's the the theory anyway. (laughs) You know, we all know it doesn't always work. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, but I guess that's just the main, main reason. Yeah, like a level of accountability for offering something to the public and I guess this kind of goes hand in hand with the last question Amanda what kind of message do you feel like fines send to the public it's like they're being punished for something you know we have a lot of people who come in and get angry you know when we tell them they have a fine uh and you know it kind of it it's sort of embarrassing to you know or can be a little embarrassing or like I said like they're being punished for something and and you know a lot of times it's just a mistake that you know they forgot to bring you know bring their books back or whatever and it's never a positive thing. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't think anybody that's working in a public library really relishes telling somebody that they have a fine. It's really kind of something that I think we've carried throughout our profession and that's part of why we're talking today is you know some libraries and and such are making changes to what it really means to have a fine it is it something that is still a part of what we do so it's a good conversation to have and 
yeah, I agree that people do feel like they're being punished. But again, it's it's a level of accountability. It's being good stewards of public funds sometimes, you know, letting people know there is something that's attached to this that comes from the public side of things because we are publicly funded institutions. Yeah. yeah. No, I understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I think a lot of it is, you know, it's we've always done it that way. So we're going to continue until somebody decides, oh, wait, why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. You know, what's the reason behind the reason we've already always done this? So, yeah. you know, and a lot of people are starting to ask that question, like, you know, what's the end game here? <laughs> right, right. I'd love for you to explain what your current fine policy is at Marshall County. It is 10 cents a day for overdue books. We do have one day grace period and it's a dollar for DVDs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the only difference. It's 10 cents for uh, regular books and audio books. Oh, and I think, uh, yeah, if, if it's over $5, well, it caps out at $5 per book. If it's over three months overdue, then it gets rolled over to lost and the charge of the book, the price of the book goes on their account. Okay. Are there any kind of like different fine policies for different populations, children, seniors, um, anything like that? Yeah, we do have what we call our Magnolia card for um, children under 17 and vulnerable adults. They can check out two books for two weeks, but there's no fines associated with it. If a child signs up for that card, they don't have to have a parent's signature on there uh like our normal you know our regular child's card they get up to 10 books but they have to have a parent's you know a parent sign for them and you know there there are fines associated with those cards and our regular adult library cards Amanda I'd really love to know what made your library system consider going with that sort of alternative card or that fine free card for children and vulnerable adults I've been trying to push the fine free for everyone (laughs) uh, for a few years now, and my board just won't hear of it. So I heard another library system do a card similar to this, and I thought, oh, that's a good idea, you know, and Mm -hmm. so uh, I presented that to my board, and they were, they loved the idea, so I was like, okay, well, good deal. So maybe, maybe baby steps <laughs> to getting completely fine free. Of course, during our, our COVID shutdown, we didn't charge fines. And I continued not to charge fines for several months after we reopened, you know, just because people still weren't too comfortable with coming out or, you know, may only get out every so often, that kind of thing. So, you know, I wanted to, to give them some leeway on that as well. Because you're in a very kind of rural part uh, of Mississippi, like public transit probably really isn't a thing where where your system is at. So those that don't have a vehicle or can't, you know, get a friend to bring them to the library, there really is kind of that barrier, especially like you said, during COVID. And I think you're right that baby steps, you know, it's it's a great first step. We bring in less than 1% of our total budget, you know, with fines. So it's not like you know, I know some libraries bring in ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars. That is not us. We bring in maybe a thousand dollars a year. It's not like we would be missing that, you know, that big chunk of money. 
I have one board member say, well, that's a thousand dollars worth of books we can buy. Yeah, well. <laughs> you think about who's not coming into the library because of a fine or a fee or something like that. Is, is that worth that amount of money? I think that's definitely something libraries think about when they start considering going fine free or having a fine free card. Yeah. And, and the, and the, stress on the staff as well. That's my big thing with people coming in, getting angry at staff. I've had people come in my office cussing me out, you know, or yelling at me because we said they owe a fine. And, you know, nine times out of 10, I'll just go ahead and waive it because it's not worth, it's not worth arguing. It's not, you know, (laughs) it's just not worth it. So yeah, no, I understand. Did you, how did you create buy-in in Marshall County from either your library system or with your community with going with this fine free card? Did you have to do any of that? I didn't really. My biggest hurdle was my board uh, because they are just so against being fine free. I was, I was concerned that they might not like the idea of this card, but you know, surprisingly they, they were on board. So, Mm -hmm. you know, some staff, still have an issue because you know they're sticklers for for fines and and you know the way libraries have always been kind of thing um but you know they seem to get past it (laughs) (laughs) yeah so I, I know you've mentioned a little bit about this but have you experienced any other kind of pushback to the change in policy beyond what you've mentioned with your staff no 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 not really that's great Mm -mm. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah. again, we're such old institutions that changing something that has always been a part of what a public library is, it can be very jarring for people <laughs> who remember the library of their childhood and what it was like. And, and it's, not, it's not just fines and fees, it's other aspects of public librarianship that people feel very strongly about. So, yeah. And uh, beyond you know, the fine-free card, have you ever tried any kind of alternatives for patrons to reduce fines. Um, I know that maybe going fine for you or having a fine-free card may not be for everybody, but there are other alternatives that libraries do use. Have you tried any um, of those? Yes, we actually have fine-free Friday. I almost forgot about that. It's the last Friday of every month. You know, people can bring back books they've had out for however many years <laughs> and, uh, you know, won't get charged fines. Uh, and we've also done a food for fines, you know, usually in the fall, um, we'll do a week or two of, um, food for fines to get like canned goods. And And I used to give them to our local food pantry, but I have, I started a food pantry shelf here in the library. So all of that goes to our shelf. (laughs) That's great. It's a great way to keep that little free pantry stocked and, and, everything like that. Uh, I know that uh, I worked in an academic library and at the end of each semester we would do a a food for fines kind of drive because nobody can graduate if they have library fines. (laughs) So they all they all bring in canned foods and everything that's like been sitting in their in their pantries for the entire semester and they would just bring it in and and that kind of thing. And it worked really it worked really well and we donated it to a, a local food pantry. What benefits have you seen in Marshall County since changing your fine policy to having this fine free card? We seem to have more children signing up for library cards. Not Yay! sure that's yeah, <laughs> <I know. laughs> not sure if that's 
if the fine free is the reason, but it's mainly because they don't have to have a parent's permission or parent's signature because, you know, being a small town, rural, you know, rural county, there's a lot of children who come in after school or even during the summer and want to check out books. And, you know, they usually walk up here or get dropped off here um, and they want to check out books. And I, I kind of, got to the point of I was tired of seeing these little sad faces yeah. <laughs> you know, not being able to check out a book because they didn't have a card and their mother or guardian whoever um, wasn't going to come in to get them a card so that was kind of my motivation behind the card just because yeah it's you know when you've seen one too many little yeah you see you know, yeah they come in and they want to read the same book every time but yeah. they're too scared to check it out and and yeah. also you know if you have communities that have um, different cultures living in them public libraries in other countries especially you know yeah. um, spanish-speaking countries it's a very different kind of structure so what a public library is there is not what a public library is here and so there is yeah. that barrier um so yeah you know i it would break my heart to see little kids like not being able to take home a book that they love. So I love that, yeah. that you have that card and, um, and, and that it also extends to vulnerable adults. Um, yeah. Amanda, what do you think the future of fines in Mississippi public libraries is? Do you see maybe this trend continuing or expanding? I think it will, maybe not to every system because, you know, like I said, I, I know some systems bring in, tens of thousands of dollars. And that's hard to supplement when you're not getting that amount of money. But I, I think hopefully at least the small systems or, you know, or some of the larger systems who can find other ways to supplement that, mm-hmm. that, that money. Uh, it may take some years, <laughs> but hopefully it will continue and, you know, hopefully more and more uh, systems will be going fine free. And hopefully yeah. we will someday. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, just like you said, just chip away at it. You know, is there anything else you'd like to add about, you know, going with this fine free card or advocating for public libraries that you'd like to share with our listeners on the podcast? Can't think of anything. <laughs> That's okay. It's, it was a little, it's a curveball yeah. question. <laughs> Well, I really appreciate you taking the time today. I know that you wear a lot of hats in Marshall <laughs> County and that, you, you know, you just got off of doing summer reading. So thank you for taking the time to talk with us today about um, your fine free card at Marshall County. Oh, you're welcome. I'm glad to do it. Thank you for listening to Stacks and Stories, the podcast of the Mississippi Library Commission. We hope you will tune in next time and we encourage you to visit your local public library often.